So we're looking at the PFF college rankings of top 10 quarterbacks. And let me tell you, there are a few surprises on that bad boy. Keaton Slovis hasn't thrown one time for Pitt and yet finds his name on the list. While the Mr. Unofficial Heisman himself, Devin Leary, he didn't quite make it. Of course, Kenton Gibbs had a lot to say about this. Let's get into it. On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining the show. Join with our Monday, sometimes Tuesday host in our offseason, Kenton Gibbs of Locked on Wolfpack, holding it down as we go over all things ACC. If you have not yet, make sure you follow all of our local experts in our conference, as well as the conference channel. You can find us on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. We're eight subscribers away from 500. So get us there. Get us to the finish line. Share it with your friends. We're on our way closer to 1,000 before the season starts. I said I would shave my head, so go ahead and do the thing. So I could do my thing. Feel it? All right, cool. Kitten, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling great as always. Any day above six feet is a great one for me, and this is always great to be on the show. I know that's right. So we have a college football ranking list to go over. It's about quarterbacks today. We have had all this chat about how good our ACC quarterbacks are, and pretty much they lead the league, and yet you still feel a little bit of hate and energy when you look at some of these national presence. And for you, a local expert yourself, let's just start out, keep it plain. Devin Leary, he's a quarterback that seems to be slept on mightily by a lot of national conversation. So before we get into this list that we know Devin isn't on, why is Devin so slept on? Because he plays at NC State. It's the Mm -hmm. same reason Jair Alexander gets so much love. He plays for the Packers. Like, that's the reality. And he's a baller. I love Jair Alexander. He's a good brother of the bond. Yo to the good noobs. But he, it, the brand, pushes and elevates what he already is. Again, he's a pro bowler, all pro, great player. The brand pushes him. NC State is not a brand that elevates you. That's mm-hmm. not the case right now. But as we've already discussed and as we dis- discussed a lot at Media Day, this year could change that narrative for NC State going forward. Yeah. And you know what's crazy that you say that? In an era where everything is about your brand and brand building and NIL, I definitely see why kids are having that conversation of where they choose to go and not for nothing from Raleigh myself. Raleigh is not one of those cities where like, hell yeah, I'm going to turn up and like go on the map because I go here. And Dave Dorn is not the coach to where he is so hell-bent on making sure you build your brand. If you look at comparison from around, you know, the locals anyway, you got the Mac Browns who can sell, you know, ice to us, Eskimo, versus Dave Dorn who's like, hey, you want to come here, play good ball, do what you do. Your name will speak for yourself. So there's definitely glaring differences. However, hopefully, again, as we mentioned, this season will be different for NC State. But let's go over this list, right? You got 10 quarterbacks who Anthony Trish of PFF, Pro Football Focus, right? Wants mm. to go over and make sure that he gives you the rundown. So number 10, we found ourselves an ACC candidate, Tyler Van Dyke, who certainly had his way with NC State, not for nothing, had a great game that made you say, all right, well, maybe this little freshman, you know, has something there. Tyler Van Dyke making top 10 list before he even starts his true first full year as the starting quarterback says a lot about what, the way people view him going into the season. What are your thoughts? 
a great game, a great quarterback does not make. At the end of the day, he showed flashes. He showed really good flashes. I think that he's a really good quarterback. One of the best 10 in America. You know, I, I'm going to tell you this, and I've I've said this before, and I hate to, to go here, but the reality is a lot of what sports journalism pays prices out a lot of people who actually do have the expertise in this, these areas, and it just leaves it with people who can afford to, to make – $30,000 a year and be all right with that. And that, that's what gets people in these positions because it's not an expertise thing because there's no world in which you look at the ACC or you look at Tyler Van Dyke as an individual and said he's a top 10 quarterback in the entire nation. I I don't know where you get that from. Yeah, I agree. And I also think that, you know, Tyler, while he had flashes, I think about all of the teams that are starting in the NFL training camp right? And it's been a high time to highlight some of the quarterbacks who are coming in for another year ready to lead the Aaron Rodgers of the world, right? The Tom Brady's of the world. You don't have to question how good they are. But if you're looking from a local standpoint, we talk about Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold and whether or not they'll be able to handle or even win the starting job. Some people show you glimpses like, yeah, you could do enough. You're serviceable. You don't screw it up for you know the best of the best. But at the same time, you're not somebody that I want long term. And so for me, hopefully Tyler delivers. I think that we've had certainly some conversations about whether or not he can do it on a consistent basis. And we'll have to see throughout this season with the Hurricanes with a new head coach in Mario Cristobal. A lot to be said for that. Now we move on to number nine, another ACC quote unquote stud yet to be seen. Hasn't played a down here for Pitt yet, but Keaton Slovis also made the list. And so when I talk about Devin Leary not making it, Tyler Van Dyke and Keaton making it over him is very wild. Keaton Slovis, and I, I mean this very as with with as much respect as I can give, because Pitt fans love to jump on me like no other. <laughs> Don't worry, Pitt fans. Go ahead and put your stump of mud hole boots in because y'all gonna want to jump on me after this one. Keaton Slovis has regressed every year since his freshman year. Mm. Every year. And it's not just his fault alone. It's not just him alone. USC did not do a great job of developing players. They did not do a great job of putting him in good positions. They did not do a good job of surrounding him with playmakers. There was a lot of turnover, a lot of turmoil, a lot of all those things. But Keaton Slovis statistically has gotten worse every year from his freshman year. So what are we doing? What are we doing here? Like, what? come on. Knock it off. And, you know, more than that, Keaton Slovis actually hasn't won the starting job at Pitt yet. From listening to ACC Media Days, you heard Pat Narduzzi basically say there's a battle ahead. And to me, someone who transfers already leaves under the assumption that they're going to be the starting quarterback. No more than that, you have full well when you bring them in that they're going to be ready to go. So to say that at ACC Media Day, like we're not ready, for, we're ready for Keaton to fly, or we're ready for him, you know, take this team to the next level, or sort of emulate what Kenny Pickett did, or maybe bring it into his own, whatever. The fact that you don't get that stamp and vote of confidence is very telling. The fact that he wasn't even at Media Day to me is very telling. Again, this is a this is a guy that through all the games last season threw 11 touchdowns and eight interceptions. Maybe not, def- not the right system. Maybe not the right system. And the defense is optional Pac-12. 11 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Again, I, I will be the first person to tell you, 
that while people say quarterback is the most important position of football, I also feel like it's the most dependent. And I'm not knocking these guys down to say, oh, they're they're terrible. Tyler Van Dyke has an explosive arm. The ball jumps off his arm at times. Keaton Slovis, he made very – his freshman year, he made decisions with the ball that made you think his maturity is unlike anything that we've seen from a true freshman. He made you think USC is going to be back in two years and he's going to be the reason why. These guys are not slouches. They're not slouches in any respect. Both of these guys are very good quarterbacks. I don't think that I would put either in the top 10, especially not Slovis. At least with Van Dyke, you can say, well, we're projecting based on what he did last year and how he ended last year because he ended last year phenomenally. How he ended last year, we're projecting him to do more. Keaton? Um... What information? New system, repeating ACC champs. Maybe you now have the option to really be the star and a stud. I think it would have helped to have Jordan Addison because he can, of course, make you look better. And he, of course, can certainly fill in some gaps where there might be some misses in terms of accuracy or whatever. We felt like he didn't wasn't great at. But now not having him, you're going to have to lean on some new a new slate of guys who are a little, were arguably less talented. And, you know, he'll see how it goes. I don't think that is arguably he was the best receiver in the nation last year. The boy was a, 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 a he was a man in a minute, all in one. Uh, I think they but, had a great receiving core though, I'll tell you in this. totality. I'll tell you this, Pitt fans, don't worry, y'all don't have the most egregious uh, egregious name on this list. We'll get to, <laughs> we'll get to. Sure. All right, guys, we're going to go through the rest of this list here. But if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of the greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. And that is right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new flavor. Cookie dough chunk puff has has a light, chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and they are a whopping 15 grams of protein. Like all Bill Bars, the new cookie dough chunk is 100% covered in real chocolate. That means you're healthy and tasty. What's great about Built is that all the bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides a ton of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff, whether you need a snack for your workout or a late night treat, or just to grab a quick bite. Built is the perfect protein bar and it tastes better than candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, using promo code LOCKED15. We're rocking and rolling here with Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. He covers NC State each and every day, giving you his local expert opinion. He is giving us a rundown from this college football quarterback top 10 list from PFF. And we're at number eight with Dylan Gabriel, who we don't have to spend a lot of time on because he's not an ACC guy. But jumping right to number seven, Brennan Armstrong out of Virginia meets the list. And let me just say, I was very impressed by what I felt like is going to be a new era for Virginia with Tony Elliott and he talked about the difficulty of trying to learn the shift and just being really 
football focused, you know, from Coach Elliott and how great he feels like he is when it comes to knowledge of the game. How well that translates on the field this season will definitely remains to be seen, but certainly that Brennan Armstrong, Keaton Thompson connection is going to be critical for Armstrong to have a really good season and end on a much better note than he says he did last year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Brennan Armstrong has a little bit of everything. He can run. He can hit pretty much any pass on the field. He's another guy that I feel like, you know, Virginia has done a good job of surrounding him with weapons. He's They've done a good job of that, and he's taken advantage of it. He's looked like an absolute stud. The, his numbers aren't what they are uh, simply because, well, they don't have a running game and, and he is everything. No, his numbers are what they are because he's a baller. If you watch these games, his the eye test matches up with what his numbers are saying. He's hitting every throw. He's finding ways to uh, throw guys open and all that. The only unfortunate part about him and that team is Virginia's defense couldn't stop a runny nose with uh, Robitussin, the COVID vaccine, four boosters, and uh, some tissue. So, you know, it's it's unfortunate, but it's a new year. It's a new year. Nick Jackson was one of the best linebackers in the AC, honestly. But, you know, it didn't help them. Okay. Okay, cool. We'll move. I mean, listen, I, I hope Talk, that trying, I, to, trying to convince someone, trying to convince a defensive guy that a defense is good will forever be the hardest part of this show. I, I hope that their defense is better. I think that I think that the ACC is better when teams are better. I'm, I'm not, let me not say that. Not Let me not say that because that's obvious. I, I believe that college football is better when defenses are better. I believe that college football is better when the ACC is better. So seeing Virginia now, be a not team even that can, the eight. No, wait. No, not even that the ACC teams are better. Or is that the lower tier ACC teams are good? So like the Georgia Tech, the, the Dukes of the world. Yeah, these last few years, this last year, we saw the ACC be better than it's been in quite some time. And it wasn't just about Clemson not winning it. That's not what it's about. It's about legitimately your teams four through about eight. Anybody could beat anybody. Anybody could beat anybody, and anybody could lose to anybody. It was it was much it was a much better conference than when. You had two teams that were really good or one team that was really good and everybody else was a bunch of unserious jokers because that's what we've seen in the past. Yeah, I was going to say, when we first started the show, I feel like we were talking about Clemson and everybody else for so long. It almost got annoying to me because I was like, I just want some shake it up. But unfortunately, we couldn't shake it up. Now, going into this season, every game when we give you guys that one-on-one analysis, it's going to be fun to be like, hey, it could go this way, but it damn sure could go another way. In oh, listen, it's like, you know, a, a lot of our listeners, we we are the age group that bop it means something to us. A lot of our <laughs> listeners, if y'all younger, y'all may not know, you had to twist it, jerk it, pull it, shake it. That was that was what Bop it was. Listen, that's what the ACC has done. Getting rid of these divisions, Clemson losing both coordinators, Trevor Lawrence is not growing on trees. It's it's a question of what's going on right now. Yeah, that's definitely a fact. Now, number six on this list, we had Grayson McCall, who we won't spend too much time on out of Coastal Carolina, but number five on the top ten quarterbacks in the country was Sam Hartman out of Wake Forest. Now, Sam did defeat. Uh, Devin Leary last year, he did have a really good, strong season, made himself a nice campaign to help his team get into the top 10 when it was the end of the year and play a really good, um, what was the team that they played in their bowl game? Why is it blanking on me? But they won the game. I see their faces, right? Uh, They had to play a replacement team. Was it Rutgers? Rutgers, yeah. Yeah, I believe it was Rutgers, yeah. Yeah, and they ended up having a great game, and it is what it is, and it was what it was. Mm -hmm. Sam... He's ready to go. 
He's been there 11th years. He has a great coach. There's no better guy to be led by than Dave Clawson. More than that, hell, you probably got one of the best wide receiving cores in the conference. You got Donovan Green back healthy, who is arguably better than A.T. Perry. You got A.T. Perry, who now we have film one. We understand some of his quirks, some of his arm extensions. However, and still, he is a really good receiver. So, it don't matter. as long as you can play the rules, it don't matter. As long as you, you know, I, I mean, I'm say, just saying. Say all that to say, Listen, Sam has Sam a really Hartman, good. Yeah, well, first of all, can he's I get it out? Can I get I'm it sorry. out? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, get it out. Go. No, ahead. no, it's okay. Go ahead. See, now we sound like no more. now we sound like skipping Shannon. Now we sound like skipping <laughs> Shannon. Skip, skip, skip. who is Shannon? Yeah, skip. You're, I'm definitely uh, Shannon. I'm definitely I don't want to be skip. Well, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Well, I'll tell you this, but I'll tell you this, but all the fans probably say that I'm skipped because I'm they they like they think percent. that I they think I'm always hating on somebody. So I, I'll gladly be a thousand percent. I'm always glad, kicking it to them real. So that's me. I'm Shannon all day. I'll, I'll gladly be skipped because okay. a lot of these guys we need to talk. We need to tell the truth. Shame the devil. That's what we we in the Bible Belt. So let's say the Bible Belt. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. Okay, and we need to tell the truth and shame the devil. Listen. Sam Hartman is a bad boy. He's he's good at what he does, okay? He's good at what he does. He has a tremendous ability. He just finds the end zone. He finds ways to put the ball in the end zone. You know, he had, I want to say, what was it, 11 rushing touchdowns last year uh, on top of um, a, a ton of pass touchdowns as well. He's impressive. He's impressive. There's no, no two ways about that. I think that he's a quality quarterback, and he's a large part of the reason why uh wake forest was where they were last year but also i mean the boy got a 58 percent completion percentage and i mean like what are we really doing are we being serious here are we being serious he did just, he did just enough to where you could notice to where he got exposed most to me was acc championship game like mentally rattled statistically rattled i thought okay kitty pickett is good but he's looking like world class in comparison to Sam Hartman in this game. Yeah, it was high flying at first. Nobody was playing defense. But after a while, when everybody settled down, it was like, all right, Kenny's making some clutch plays that Sam's clearly getting frustrated by and not making the same. Yeah, yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. And again, I I think that he's a, a good quarterback. I think now here's the thing. I think Brendan Armstrong belongs in the top 10. I think Sam Hartman is right on the cusp, right on the outside. I think now, of right this the list, outside. the five through ten, where does uh, Devin Leary fall? Uh, to me, Devin Leary doesn't go to five. I believe mm-hmm. he's uh, I believe he's number three behind uh, Stroud and Young. To me, what I say in terms of like how well, dang, good is way it? to blow the list. You didn't even let me get to the top four. Oh well, I'm sorry, but the the reality is that well, that's my top three. That's my top three. But Those you didn't are, even let me get the list out. But you asked where would I put him. I, that's that's. What I just I, said of the five through ten, where does he fit? And you said none of well, them. You could have just said that, but no, okay. you ruined my list. All right. Well, well. <laughs> it's your turn. It's your turn, Shannon. Go ahead. It's your turn. Where's it's Molly turn, when you need man. it? Where is Molly? Molly, if you're listening, go ahead and run it in. Wrong, wrong show. Wrong show. Molly on hey, first take. What's a blonde hair girl? Oh, sorry, I don't know. Bad. I don't know. Is yeah. it Jenny? Auto- it's Jenny. It's Jenny. Yeah, it's Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> Jenny. It's all, it's it's my turn. It's my turn. 
It's my they all, turn. They all they all do the same thing. Anyway, mm-hmm. it goes. Number four, we have CJ Stroud out of Ohio State. Excellent quarterback. Gonna have a strong year. Solid, right? I think it should be higher, but I'll give you that. Just let me do the list because it ain't even about these non-ACC people. I got the listen, roll through the Hush. list. Hush. Roll, roll the tape. The let me roll, roll the tape. Through the roll through the list. Roll Number three, Spencer Rattler out of South Carolina. Transferred. We're looking to have a better season. Got benched at Oklahoma. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Number two, the person he got benched by, Caleb Williams out of Southern California, who took Keaton Slopes' spot, let's say, or maybe because it was a coaching change, we kind of knew it was happening. Either way it goes. And then number one, you had Bryce Young out of Alabama for this PFF top 10 football playing list. None of the ACC made the top four, top three, top two, top one. Which is, to me is very telling. Like I think again, when we talk about national perspective, national perspective of the ACC, Bryce Young certainly deserves to be in the conversation, Heisman winner, all that good stuff. But then from the list down, I can make arguments for several. This list was made by a very unserious human being. <laughs> because again, Why? let's let's look at let's look at what Oklahoma has done with quarterbacks. Let's sure. look at the Please. last, let's say four, shall we? Okay. Or let's say five, actually, because we gotta we we gotta include Spencer in there, okay? So we got a Heisman winner in Baker Mayfield, correct? Mm-hmm. In the year after Baker left, who's the next guy in there? It was it was the little Jaylen guy that's in Arizona now, right? It was the little guy that's in Kyler? Arizona. It was Kyler Murray, right? Kyler was Murray. Kyler, was Kyler he before Jalen? Yeah, he was. It was Baker, Kyler, Jalen. Hi- yeah, it was. It was no. Heisman winner. It was Heisman winner, Heisman winner, Heisman finalist. And then something happened. Something. There was the Caleb guy at the end, but but there was another guy between them that he wasn't a Heisman candidate. What, who was there? Oh, the guy that they named number three, Spencer Rattler. So you're telling me that the only guy that looked like he was incompetent in this offense is the third best quarterback in America? You were right about Jalen and Kyler, but go continue. You're right. You're right. He got bit. Listen, listen, I'm bent. confused. I am again. This list was made by an unserious human being. And even if even if you disagree with my takes on Van Dyke, even if you agree with my takes on disagree with my takes on Slovis, we can all agree that that guy at number three was the most egregious. That right there, regardless of what fan base you're a part of, the list should have lost all validity in that moment. In that very moment, because that's terrible. That's terrible. There's no justification that you can make beyond, well, he was ranked this out of high school. And that's not, I'm sorry to tell you, I'm sorry to tell you, stars do not equal wins on Saturdays. If that was the case, USC would be would have been a national powerhouse and they would have never went calling to Lincoln Riley. If that was the case. If that was the case, even when Randy Shannon was at Miami, they would have been a power. Miami always gets some of the baddest boys in the land. Always. And, and yet we're on uh, uh, crystal ball now because the last guy couldn't get it done. What are we doing? You know, it's giving Stephen A. Smith, but actually educated, you know, with the takes. Like you're actually on the spot with it. The animation is very much like I'm frustrated, but I know what I'm talking about. Again, I would just like to know. <laughs> I would just I would just like to know where this is why a lot of these experts I don't take shit because we all know none of us are 100% right about all of our takes right I was disgusted 
I was disgusted when the Lions drafted Ziggy Ansah over D. Milliner, and look who turned out to be the better pro. I was wrong. I'll admit that. I was wrong about Johnny Flynn being better than Steph Curry. I'll admit that. But we've we've all been wrong, but at least the takes need to make logical sense and mesh with reality in some way. What explanation can you give for Spencer Rattler being that high on any list in the year of our Lord and Savior 2022? We could bring him back home to the conversation around brand. The reason why Devin Leary is not in the conversation is because when you have the right people in the right ears saying, oh, well, he just wasn't in the right system. He wasn't where he needed to be to really flourish and be QB1. He, I mean, he, hell, he had his own Netflix. He was on the Netflix show. So I think it's all about brand and perception. Now, you've had a lot of people get exposed by getting opportunities and being draft picks, whether it's middle of the draft, late in the draft, sometimes first or second round here. You've had guys get exposed and pretty much have egg on face when they're like, oh, everyone told me they were great. And then when you actually put you know pads to field, not so much. If 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 Lincoln Riley's system, you almost made me pop a blood vessel because that <laughs> you almost cuss. If Lincoln Riley's system ain't the mm-hmm. right one for you, there ain't a system out there for you, big dog. I'm sorry to tell you. Is it because it's simple or like what's the real reasoning here? The reason is two things. Number one, it's not about your X's and your O's, it's your Larry's and your Joe's. Oklahoma always has talent out wide because they put guys in the league. Hollywood Brown, C.D. Lamb, uh, they put guys in the league. That's not a question. But even beyond that, the concepts which Lincoln Riley draws up often end up being teach tape for other coaches running the spread because it's like, where did he come up with that? How did he do? What what was he thinking when he came up with that? And to say that you are okay, here's here's my belief. Okay, I'm a strong believer of when I talk about quarterbacks and I say, if I put this quarterback in your situation, how would they do? That's why a lot of these quarterbacks to me, when they put them above Devin, it's laughable to me because Devin Leary didn't have a single guy drafted last year. But if you put most of the other guys on this list at NC State last year, they don't do what he does. So now I'm going to ask you this because we've seen it in living color. We've seen it with Jalen Hurts. We've seen it with Kyler Murray. We've seen it with Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield was a walk-on at his at Texas Tech. He left because they didn't have a scholarship for him. He left because they didn't have a scholarship. So with that being said, if you put a walk-on in his position, you put a five-star in his position, you put a transfer who got a spot took in his position, they all had immense success. He was the only one that did it. And yet somehow he's number three on this list. The list is unserious. We should People should not hang their hat on it. You shouldn't hang your hopes on it. Understand that the person putting together this list was just throwing darts at a board and saying, who's the most recognizable name in college football? That seems like a good one. That seems, because again, to have Stroud as low as you had him didn't make sense. And again, let's bring it back to the ACC. Again, having Devin Leary on that list or not having Devin Leary on that list was atrocious. Having Brennan Armstrong at seven? But see, I think that's what makes it so important to have the local experts, to have the guys who cover these teams every single day and why you need to be a part of the Locked On Podcast Network because you get to see the analysis front 
front row and center, but more importantly, you can make cases for whoever you feel like should be in these top 10 conversations. Cause you do, I do have the pleasure of looking at 15 teams that I say, okay, I've seen it all out there on the table. If you're going to make an official Heisman campaign, as you should, Devin Leary, we also saw today, Sean Tucker making his official Heisman campaign from the Syracuse football uh, socials. And I think overall it's exciting to see the AC finally get, well, for those who cover on the local stage, we'll call it mid-tier of the, before national. You know, you see these guys who are really, really good be in important conversations as they should. Can I? Can we have one important conversation before we get out of here? Quickly, Sean Tucker having his Heisman candidacy officially announced. Let me tell you something. I know that that Syracuse uh, school, J school. I know they serious. That media art school, they something serious. They bad up there. They pushing out the baddest men and women the game got to offer. With that being said, y'all know y'all wrong for putting out a Sean Tucker. Uh, why? Heisman. Why is Sean Tucker not a serious Heisman candidate? Do you know the last player on the losing team to win a Heisman? Because it's happened. Do you? But why know are we? Going? But why are you assuming that they're gonna have a losing season? The best predictor of future behaviors is the past. He's had we a 10-win season. He's beaten Clemson. He had he had those things once upon a time. Very Yo, long I, ago. My eyes can get big too, big dog. Like I'm, I'm sorry, what it, telling you. What it, what, who, who made the song, What Have You Done For Me Lately? Who, who okay. made that song? I who think made, it was Janet. Janet, well, let's, let's give the legend her flowers. What have you done for us lately, Dino? I love me some Dino. Love me some Dino. He's quirky. He's weird. He's... I am smiling. He's a funny guy. With that being said, uh, y'all listen, y'all got some money to blow up there in Syracuse. I know y'all do messing around announcing his Heisman candidacy. You got to be on a winning team, baby. You got to do it. And he is uh, unfortunately not. And I saw him, I saw him live and direct when he played it, when he uh played at the car. He he put on the show. He put on the show. He hit the sideline and was gone. I said, Oh boy, he got if he even he leave his speed. That's he gonna be a Make yourself a lot of money one day. But okay. then putting him on the Heisman campaign, y'all could have gave me the money, really. It would have been, I mean, you know, paid my rent for a little while. It would have been better than wasting on All the right. Heisman campaign. Well, when Syracuse throws their name in the hat and has a damn near, maybe they win six games out of this season, maybe they win seven. Who knows? I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll tell say you this. sorry. Here's, here's what I will say. If Syracuse win, and this is a huge if, a huge if, don't jump on me. I know they're going to want to jump on me. If Syracuse wins 10 games, he will be uh he'll likely be the Heisman winner. Or at now least we the know, Heisman. Now you know good and hell well they're not finna win 10. Now that's well, not, yeah, gonna, yeah. that's so, where so we're now I'm the bad guy. So now I'm the bad guy. This show. Okay. I'm all just right. saying. All right, so now I'm the bad guy. I'm, I'm trying to get your wins. boys. Listen, if you if he want to win not the my Heisman, boys. not my boys. All I'm saying is he's putting up the numbers. He's putting up the numbers. You can't help if you have no, your quarterback can't throw. You can't help that. His quarterback oh. was spiking the ball on fourth down a couple years ago. You know what? And that. on that oh, note, terrible. Kitten, where can these people find you follow your work? I'm not doing you this can, with you today. You can find me at Locked On Wolfpack wherever you're here in this pod. I dropped a very interesting episode today about Media Day, because that's another story of another time. You can also find me at LO underscore Wolfpack on Twitter and TGIF underscore Kitten on Twitter as well. But just know, you'll be getting Kitten the man there, not Kitten the sports journalist. I can only imagine uh, Phil Dracovic not being on this list is what A.J. Black is going to say tomorrow. We're going to have to find out. Locked on Boston College hosts will be joining the show. Make sure you check that out for Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs. Until next time.